And we're back for another episode of Hard Not Life, dedicated to the new core of hip-hop today, the business, the brand, and the balance between authenticity and entertainment. And of course, we are powered by one of the most authentic clothing lines in the world, Authentic! Shout out to Classic Material New York and the big homie Carlos, who just had a very successful pop-up very happy for you very happy to be supported by him how's everybody doing yeah out here chilling rolling with these hustlers trying to get rid of you haters and you busters stepping on toes breaking fool's nose in a project anything goes (laughs) (laughs) that's the energy that we're on here anybody is welcome anybody has opinion can share it but I am your host and your moderator, Lion Goodman, the line of Bed-Stuy. Would my co-host like to introduce himself? Yo, what up? It's DK Marco in a building, New Jersey's juggernaut. And I'm feeling silky smooth. Like I just got an endorsement from products. How at you, boy? We're going to drop a bomb on that because we're not supported by said product line. That's all I'm saying. Like, I'm here for people to give me a sponsorship if you want to sponsor any segment just holler at me at dk marco at hkl podcast like holler at us yeah <laughs> yo what's good what's good to a friend of the podcast we still need an official name for this we should we need an official title how you doing melton i'm good how are you <laughs> You know the vibes. <laughs> yes, and uh, always, <laughs> always, 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 uh, pro- <laughs> always surprised, always hopeful. And we have another guest, an official guest. How about we just let him introduce himself? Hello, Brooklyn. This is your favorite neighborhood music discoverer, Cavito Clark, saying hi from the illustrious Hard Knock Life crew and making sure that you, that's right, you, you, you have a great 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 audio experience by listening to this podcast so keep it locked in we're gonna get wild today you gotta admire a person that can throw their own reverb up oh hell up yeah there. Yes. you know just on call let's just throw the topic out there culture vultures and cloud chasers what are they who are they well i don't know if anybody wants to name names are we here to name names we here to end careers what you want, fam? <laughs> I don't. Is somebody supposed to answer that? Like, I want all the smoke. Or, they're they're you know? always rhetorical. They're yeah, always rhetorical. Okay. Okay. These are these are these are podcast outlets. Okay, you can yeah. tell there was a pay per view yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and, I don't know anybody who won, so don't spoil it for me. Okay, oh, I promise. Really? How did did you just stay off of social media? Yeah, I saw I saw the Jeff Jarrett photo, and you know I tried to avoid everything else. There's a big spoiler that we were talking about before the show started that I don't want to ruin for myself. So hopefully I can see it tonight. Yeah, it's gonna be crazy when you see what they did with Hulk Hogan. <laughs> the guy that doesn't like black people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're running gauntlet full of black people. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know. WWE doesn't have enough black wrestlers for that. <laughs> is, it, is this a new theme? Is it Drake is hiding a child and Hulk Hogan doesn't like niggers dating his daughter? Is that 
Is this the themes of that's Hard Not Light? That's not my specific. The first one is my theme, and it's been my theme and my energy since last summer. All praise due to the one and only Pusha T. Uh, as far as Terry goes, Terry Balea is just you know a person that was a, that was an icon in an industry that fell from grace, much like Russell Simmons, who's in Bali, hiding. Um. <laughs> <laughs> also, Gerald uh, was a rap god, um, but we're here to discuss culture vultures and cloud chasers so i don't care about how exacerbated all you niggas look right now i'm standing by and kavito you're welcome to come back for yeah this I, smoke I would later. love to come uh, to the table for that one okay great no problem yes please, please. all right no problem i said it would be, a, t- it'd be a tag team match you know Got what i'm saying you. like the man <laughs> on tape saying on the ultimate hustle listen Mad people going to jail right now over that festival. You know who's not going to jail? <laughs> Jeffrey Atkins. Because <laughs> <laughs> he too was bamboozled. Yes. Mm. Hoodwinked. Hoodwinked oh, was it hoodwinked? Yes. Oh, I was going to go for the. I should have gone for the more. Led astray. Wider of the two. Festival. I think, th- I think that's a good point because there are probably nothing but cloud chasers headed to that festival oh, in the first hell place. Yeah. Right? Look at. Ja Rule doing a service to the culture. Thank you. Let's let's start with the definitions. What uh, is a culture vulture? A culture vulture is someone who, I would say, someone who takes from a, a culture without contributing or acknowledging the original culture that it's from. It's someone that is trying to build a name for themselves or trying to gain some amount of cool off of something that they've not done the, the history on um, and don't really care about just so they can seem cool or make money. Examples of this are 6ix9ine, uh, 22 Savage, DJ Academics, some might say Little Dicky, and the list can continue and continue as far as people who's, whether or not they're really down for the culture or they're just trying to line their pockets, it's always in the question. I would agree culture vultures like that, and, and clout chasing is kind of like the offspring of the 50 Cent where you're doing something to somebody to build a name off of them. It's like going through Chief Keef's neighborhood in an attempt to be like rallying out his fans who will obviously come and proliferate your social media, which increases your impressions. And yeah. then you can use those things to leverage your tour. So then you now are this independent artist who is like touring the country off of like imaginary or manufactured beefs that get you on the charts i think that's the goal it's like pushing someone off the stage to be the number one spot is clout chasing would you call drake sending goons to throw water at a push t show clout chasing no because if he's number one already he doesn't what clout does he have to chase i think you could kind of say that Drake is, has been and will forever be chasing the street cred that he will never get just because we all know his history. But now nah, it's different than so. Oh, it's different? Okay. But he wants representative. He wants James Prince and the guys who like James Prince to like really mess with him on some real stuff. You yeah. know, cloud chasing is like, I wouldn't mind being on Entertainment Tonight tonight. If I went up to the, to the Met Gala... Is it oh. gala or gala? Gala. 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 Right. Yeah. They just said that. Gala. If I go to Met Gala and I just held a tray of water in every picture. It's <laughs> like this. Well, maybe that or like I, I end up jumping into somebody's shot when they're doing uh, like a red carpet walk with somebody from E. And I just 
have my album flashing or whatever and I go viral. Oh, oh like shorty, like uh, the Republican shorty that had the dress on um, at the Grammys a couple years ago. Nah, I don't I'm remember gonna, this one. I'm going to right, go back dress? and do some research. The, the, the American flag dress? She had like... Oh, oh yeah, God, she saw, continues to... Like, I know who you're talking about. Oh, she about. changes it up? Every year, she tries to come up with some other gimmick to, to, uh, to listen to her music. Wait, do you, do you want to give her... No, shine? absolutely okay. not. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, especially yeah. since she's a Trump supporter, so... And she's a woman of color, too. I mean, you can, you can be both. I just look at you funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, fair. Or would you say cloud chasing is calling the Breakfast Club Wait, when you may or may not be on coke and talking about how you got an indoor pool and an outdoor pool and how you could give envy to Phantom, you could back to back them? No, because again, like I'm not he's not. You, I'm not gonna let you slander AJ. <laughs> yeah, how's it? How, first of all, he has that stuff. How's he chasing cloud if he if he right. got the cloud? He got an indoor if pool and an outdoor pool. If AJ's a cloud manufacturer, how is he chasing the cloud? Those glasses were award-winning, my man. <laughs> you you have glasses, and I feel like you should have one on deck just for the optics, you know. Let's uh, <laughs> let's take a, a step okay. back uh, and actually go back to to culture vulture for a mm-hmm. second. Good points about these people typically aren't of the culture, but the names that you brought up, I would say they were still raised in hip hop. Maybe they're clout chasers in that they are using sensation to generate any kind of interest in their music or their brands but when you're talking about culture vulture one name that has been coming up a lot more is Lear Cohen it's really because of Dame Dash and his relationship but he's not the first person to bring that up uh Lord Jamar has brought it up but he brought it up on Word Vlad's Word on Vlad's Word you know, also been Let considered him get it a off. culture vulture you Let know him get it off so I see these two people that they're not from the culture. Yeah, they're making money, but in some ways, haven't they also pushed the culture forward? So I'm, I'm just going to go off your, your specific example just now. <laughs> I would say Leroy Cohen has definitely helped push the culture forward because he was there when it was in its infancy and he was like helping people transition from being, you know, local acts to being worldwide acts that traversed everywhere. Um, and he helped with that jump and that in and of itself is like he's helping to push the culture forward when you're talking about somebody like lord jamar i was contemplating whether or not he is now pivoted into a culture vulture i wasn't or, i wasn't calling or, lord jamar oh i know you vulture. weren't because i know I'm not you weren't crazy listen <laughs> everybody who listens to this podcast or you listen to maybe like two or three of these knows that i have deep-seated issues with lord jamar I have issues with the way that he has tarnished his reputation. In the we, beat. you have not discussed this on this podcast. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I'll just get it out there. Not this one. I don't. I don't like Lord Jamar. I don't like the message he's been spreading. I don't like the fact that he's going out of his way to seem not even to promote new music, not even to promote a religion or any other like basis of philosophy. He's just out here purposely spreading hate speech to keep his name relevant when he doesn't have to i was just on a show with sadat x who was promoting an album a body of work that was good grand pooba continues to put out bodies of work that are good where is the lord jamar mixtape where's the new lord jamar bars and if there are new lord jamar bars why haven't i heard them this is someone who it feels as though they are living off the last vestiges of their fame of their notoriety and of their historical significance in the culture of hip-hop 
and is tarnishing it by turning into a despicable person that brings nothing but pain and hate everywhere he goes. Very pointed, Kavita. Would you like to uh, speak on that? I agree with uh, the statements that were represented because Lord Jamar has signed up to work with an equally hateful person in DJ Vlad. So I uh, don't know how all this applies to Cloud Chaser. A lot of deep breaths going on around reversers. All right, so if if we're going to get into it, we can get into it. So, like, number one, I kind of think DJ Vlad made the blueprint that DJ Academic stole and then followed. People have always been uncomfortable with DJ Vlad interviews. One, because if you're doing an interview with Vlad, sometimes it signifies a drop in fame and a drop in heat. But also, people have continuously questioned Vlad's space in hip-hop because it seems like all he's doing is promoting negativity. He's going for the sensationalism in all of his interviews. Even if the interview was talking about how someone's helping their community, the one thing he'll grab for the click is like, somebody disses somebody and that's the headline when that'll be like four words of a 20 minute interview and the question is is he knowingly hurting the culture is he doing this on purpose just to line his pockets you think so very much so i mean you think of like harvey levin right you change ambulance chasing into must see tv or viral clicks and that's what this has become now is one of those things where if i can bossify my headline enough i can get you to watch what i want you to watch and you might stay you might have to stay 10 15 minutes to get to that point yeah because they're not going to put the time stamp on it but you'll watch it and that's all dollars and cents to him the thing that kills me about vlad is that i think he does execute good interviews if I go listen, like I listen to his interviews with like Sarah J, because I'm a perv and I'm a fan. Listen to his interviews with A-Track, people like that. And I do think he asks good questions. But then when you look at the, the headline or the, the title to get the click, it's always the, the basis part of it. And then on top of that, it's like I want to believe that he's trying to do the right thing. But you keep always publicizing something negative, which is what academics built his bones on which was like the dead bodies of people in chicago right Mm -hmm. and it's just funny how like i would call i would definitely call ak a culture vulture off rip because he's literally making money off the bones of people the same way a vulture does very much true and at least that at least vlad is like yo i put all this time in the game making these mixtapes i got raided by the fbi i had to pivot so I tried to do interviews. He just did like the basis form of the interview, you know? But to that point, I, that's where I disagree. I think in in Vlad being a culture vulture, he uses his stock and experience in the industry to make money by capitalizing on those, those taboo moments or those moments where it's a touchy subject. If you think like the interview that he did with the, uh, the woman who said she was raped by Tupac, that's an interview that not anybody can get, right? Yeah. That, not something that anybody has ever done in the 20 plus years. But Vlad got that and didn't ask anything that was uh, harder than a feather in regards to the case. And I know there's certain legalities and things that you can't speak on, but yeah. there were certain things that, you know, questions that were left unanswered 
that he now had an opportunity to address directly and chose to be like, so you did this in the club with him? And it's like, oh. And he's, so he just did. But that, that story with her got so much love because who else got this interview? You know? On the other side of that, speaking of rappers that passed away, he made a mockery of uh, Easy es passing, you know, continuing to push safe sex even as he interviewed members of his family. Was it like his daughter or something? Yeah, like he, well, I, I thought he had <clears throat> several members of his family. I know specifically his daughter, who's adamant on believing that he was murdered. There's, I guess, other members of his camp and continues to push this. The man is gone. The, the interview with the woman who was involved with Pac's case, accused him of rape, it, it is a telling. It is telling because we look at these men as infallible and you know they unfortunately do have these these pasts that i don't think anybody wants to talk about and you know is, is it a, a telling interview it's an interesting interview but i do doubt the uh sincerity when it comes to vlad because look at his track record it all does seem very predatory and malicious and, and opportunistic i think that there's nuance when you're talking about somebody like lior because you know really you're hearing these kind of conversations coming from dame dash who obviously has a known issue with lior well documented at this point but lior was the one that came up with the 360 deal now granted the music industry was failing but why are you trying to tap into other form like the other forms of a rapper's revenue that really have nothing to do with the label per se is that being a culture vulture, Joe Budden uh, has claimed that Kevin Lowes is a, is a culture vulture who was trained under Lior. But, you know, is that just being an astute businessman? Because you could say the same about uh, Diddy and like the signings that he had <laughs> after the shiny suit era where he had just a whole bunch of goons on his record that clearly weren't reading their contracts. So what's the difference? Is there a difference? Is that being a culture vulture or is that just a product of music business in general? Because getting someone to sign a bad deal is, is not something that only happens in hip hop. That just happens in the music industry. People get gypped all the time. As sad as it is, that's a recurring theme when it comes to black music and music industry in general. But I guess the question is in hip hop, do we feel like it's this idea of being a culture vulture, being a cloud chaser, is this like more prevalent than in other forms and other genres of music? Or are we overblowing it? Is this something that's normal and just happens like in all music and all different genres? I think clout chasing is is perfectly aligned with hip hop. Wanting to be the best is a hip hop trait, and then trying to be successful at that has changed since now we're in this digital age and success has gone to streams and your touring dollars and your merch sales like heavy. So I feel like clout chasing is not something that you'll find in other musical genres. You're not going to really see even even when you see it, it's it's with people who are have an affinity towards hip hop. Like if you think of Miley Cyrus, you know, what she did was akin to clout chasing by adopting this persona and then dropping it the moment that it became convenient that she could take off. And then she had her 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 success, you know. Yep. So I do, I do believe that cloud chasing is too hip hop tied in directly. I feel like there's two different versions of cloud chasing mm. at this point because I do think that cloud chasing is endemic of the culture now and it's not limited just to what the artists do. You see it now in every facet of hip hop. Some people worry about the integrity of 
journalism because you have a whole bunch of writers that just want to be friends with the artists instead of really breaking down and critiquing the the work as what used to be there was a time when you know a rating like for example sources five mics meant something because there was people who were more interested in the music and what it stood for as opposed to being buddy buddy with the artists if you were getting those interviews it's because they respected your craft as much as you respected theirs and now you just see like a, a whole bunch of fluff pieces maybe around now the game is always the game and the game is to like uh, get the most fame and i think as the floodgates have opened up in music in general we've talked before about how the barrier of entry is so much lower now than it used to be so now you're getting all these people trying to stand out in all these different ways Whereas in 07 to 09, it was Little B going out making a bunch of fake MySpace pages that were all promoting his music and trying to figure out his a way around that to build his fan base up. Now it's like somebody getting into a fight or Richard Red having fake beef with 6ix9ine to make it seem like there was more action there than it really was. It's no longer just about the music. It's about the persona of the person that as a whole, it's like I have to sell you everything. I have to sell you my my Twitter page, my Instagram followers. I have to sell you like my style. It can't just be about rap. Like when's the last time you were like, I really fuck with this rapper and didn't know what they looked like or didn't know like what their presence was too. It's like it's an all shout out to Buddy. <laughs> I I knew what he looked like, but yeah, yeah, sure, I know. I mean, like the He's last dope. last person that kind of got away with that was your old Drew for like a couple months. Yeah. <laughs> then he popped out and was like, "Oh yeah, you're gonna be an underground rapper forever." <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm what? like, that's not. Hold up, that's no, not. It's just, a, it's just a funny. Not a yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying it was disrespectful, no, but it was and, definitely and, funny. And exact probably was like, "There will be no women at this show. Let's just keep it going." Yeah. <laughs> Another question, um, where we can say this is just a part of the game, where we can kind of give some credit to. Well, maybe more so to cloud chasers than than culture vultures. Do you think race does play a part in these two terms? I think it's easier, especially for culture vulture. But coming back to the point that was brought up about Miley Cyrus, I'm going to throw Justin Timberlake out there as well. I think race definitely plays a point in it a lot more with culture with the term culture vulture because that feels like it's some it's an outsider coming into a space that they weren't a part of originally. So that would just lend itself more to cultural differences um and it works different ways like i've had conversations with asian hip-hop fans that are like well is wu-tang culturally appropriate in asian culture by talking about all the kung fu flicks and always uh using excerpts from kung fu flicks and taking their names from those characters in the movies like where is it paying homage and then where is it being a vulture and then you have somebody like post malone who i've been here and i've argued that Post Malone, when I first saw him, I thought he was just a happy kid and I didn't think there was anything sinister about it. But at the same time, you look at it now and you're like, is this some huge diabolical plot? And then Lil Dicky, who is a white dude too, and when he first started rapping, it was kind of a detriment, but because he was white, it allowed him to attack hip hop from a different angle that like nobody else could do, which allowed him to get like a Trojan commercial and allowed him to have all these opportunities that other rappers wouldn't get. Not just because he's white, but because like his style, sound, and his look appeals to a demographic that like a West Side Gun could not. Um, Wait, before you make that point, did you just say that Wu-Tang was a culture vulture? 
crew. I didn't say, what I said <laughs> was. Just, I just want to. I just need clarification. I said there is a. They line. may or may not be cultural appropriators. That's I what, know, I'm fucking around. around. I just want to. I want to see if police were going to be <laughs> copped. <laughs> <laughs> So the point you were making, you were gonna make. Oh yeah, I, I'm not touching that one. I was, you know, Wu Tang is still for the for the babies, and does race play a part in it? Yeah, but I feel like the culture vulture, it's an outsider coming in, but it's like you have a few outsiders versus clout chasing, where it's like universally can be anybody, you know. Bad baby, bad Barbie. Yeah, bad, 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 baby. bad baby. Bad baby. Yeah, like that's that's like a, a perfect example of someone who is a clout chaser who can benefit from their their whiteness from the Doctor Phil show to leverage that to be like, okay, we know who who this is, and then yeah. let me put on this black hat or have these black women write these songs for me, and. I can make these rap songs now that I can make money off of. And now I'm yodeling all the way to the bank. I slightly disagree with you uh-huh. because most of her, well, pretty much all of her career since Dr. Phil to her doing rap has nothing to do with her. It was, uh, I forget the guy's name, mm-hmm. but he chose her and made her the avatar of all that stuff. Okay. So it could have literally been anyone. So it could have been anyone. Yes. She she's kind of like the last vestige of old music industry. I feel like, like she's still signed up. No, what I mean, like, oh yeah, we're gonna find somebody. We're gonna write these songs for her, get her camera ready, and then bring her out all shiny and new. But I, I the, mean, she was not shiny. The one thing. <laughs> it wasn't hard to catch uh, her Pokemon Go. So she, hold on, she's thirteen. <laughs> she was thirteen years old at the time. Let's, yeah, yeah. Let's be a little gentle, even though she's a you know. I just yeah. So the one thing a, I will say, she's it, a bird. <laughs> The one thing I will say is that I, I find it funny that she was the one yelling at either six nine a little pump about using the n word. She was like, "Why are you doing that? You shouldn't say that. Like, I don't say that. You're you're being a clown right now." I think it was six nine. No, nah, I think it might have been Woe Vicky. Woe Vicky. Nah, it wasn't Woe Vicky. She came at some dude rapper. And she, uh. she, that's why I was like, "Oh, look at you, bad baby!" Like out here trying to like be on the right side of history. <laughs> Who, who's the one that had to apologize to Snoop afterwards? Remember this? This was in Atlanta, and it was a, uh, a young white child, melanin-deprived child, who <laughs> had issues. Her and the the rapper, who was a friend, they had issues with Snoop, and they were like, "Oh, on. it was it was Will Vicky." Will Vicky. That, oh, okay. Yeah. I see. The name is not even memorable. But they had like next day was like, "Sorry, Snoop. I'm sorry, Snoop." And it's like, you were really trying to make an example of me. You were really trying to 300 me. You like you're gonna try and kick me into the pit and say that I'm not relevant. But my 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 career is longer than your age. So why and, are you trying you to build be a really rep com- off of me? And you would like to be comfortable in LA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just one of those that you just don't want to. You, do you know she wasn't checking in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. It must have been an OG of an OG that was right. like uh, whoever advised that, that one. But this whole culture vulture thing it gets real messy too because I remember when everybody was coming in Bruno Mars and I felt like he's somebody that he might not be black ethnically but the music he's always made it's, it's been pop. pop it's been pop but the last album he made was an R&B album it was not an R&B album sir it wasn't is this the third album. episode 
right? Oh, this is oh, a yeah. different topic. You can't go this, okay. down this yeah. rabbit exactly. hole. Exactly. We said that we let the audience decide. Nah, because nah, <laughs> we'll, we'll have, have to have a good conversation about that one. You gotta have to come up with a better example because Bruno Mars is is sun kissed in my in my opinion. So when someone's out here saying all American music is black music, isn't that true? It is true. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. So you, he's not he's not really. Oh vulture. no, he's not vulture. No, what I'm saying, I'm, I'm not coming for him. Oh, there have been okay, people okay. that have come for him. Yeah, I think but I that, think he's one of those smart. people. Don't do that. He gives he gives proper credit. <laughs> And talks about and like he's of the culture and be like, this is where I'm getting this from. This is what I'm doing. I'm trying to exalt it. It's like y'all, motherfuck- y'all out here arguing about Jacquees is the king of R and B. Y'all motherfuckers forgot about New Jack Swings. I mean, it's fair. Yeah. Which Jacquees is probably a notorious cloud chaser at this point. Where yeah, his- that was a that was a smooth cloud chaser move, right? He was on a clout campaign. <laughs> yeah. Oh, can we talk about Young Draco? That's what we doing. Talking about clout campaigns. Cloud campaigns. That's this is what we're gonna do. Okay, cloud campaigns. Most yep. notorious cloud campaigns. Yeah, I, but that was a good one. I'm not. I'm not mad. Yeah, I, I think that was right aligned with what he, with who he is, yeah. my, what he is. My as issue a, as a cokehead. Yo, <laughs> we're not gonna get into that. My issue with Soldier Boy. I hate when people use the "I'm a black businessman" argument, mm-hmm. but whatever their product is is shit. It's like, like yo, fam, you selling these shitty ass game consoles with pirated games like with pirated don't come at me like yo y'all fuck with nintendo y'all not want to fuck with a black man it's like no motherfucker you are not making anything new you didn't even put your logo on the shit you didn't even take the time to add like 50 dollars not even 50 13 dollars to production costs to add your goddamn logo no he did a he essentially ran like a drop ship store okay word Word. Yo, you might as well be on Canal Street or picking. Yeah, picking half. Shit, afford them. Like, stop. Like, relax. But if he's doing this campaign, what is the campaign for? What do you win after you've put forth this campaign? Oh, this money, right? Yeah. Ultimately, you're you're trying to increase brand recognition. You're trying to increase your follower count, and I'm sure his follower count has gone up since he's done all the, the series of interviews in january and that essentially becomes you know metrics for your success soldier boy is kind of is, is a little bit more refined than bunk right <laughs> and Yo! bringing up bringing up oh, academics man. without acknowledging adam 22's role in putting a lot of these psychopaths on front street it's interesting to see that academics is attacked while adam 22 continues to to flourish well that's a good segue because i was gonna cite a, a article that elijah watson wrote for okay player about that very subject i did uh also read that article it was yeah, pretty good it was really good right i i want i was waiting for more articles because i want all the smoke i don't know if that's their plan for 2019 but Ooh. they should keep can that you, same uh, energy can you can you Break it down for our audience. Okay, so if you haven't read the story, it's basically a breakdown of how hip-hop industry players such as Academics and Adam22 have leveraged their role as quote-unquote journalists to be able to bring up forth this this wave of clout-chasing rappers. The Takashis, I don't know who Adam's person was, who he helped. Was that? Um, it was, well, Boonk was one of them. Oh, Adam22 was no jumper. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so his his was um 
His was XXX. <laughs> Shut up. You just learning stuff. Right? <laughs> yeah, I am, bro. And they both have people like incriminate themselves on their podcast. Yes, yeah. yeah. It was X assistant. He told on himself on the podcast about yeah. like beating up his cellmate. Or uh, or Twitch streams where he's like having questionable behavior with people who chime in. I'm speaking on oh, wait, academics act, in this regard. Well, isn't act the reason why Chief? No, no, sorry, that was noisy. Noisy got Chief Keith. Yeah, jammed up. Yeah. Oh, the at, when it was at the gun range. Yeah. Yeah. But like he he should have known that there's no he one can't on, be there, having. Yeah, there's yeah. no one on his team saying this is not a good idea. Right. You, have you gotta to have people to, like. Say no. You're the on judge probation. told you can't be around firearms, and then you do an interview at the gun range. Come on now. The, is this the underbelly? Is this what you know? Being a culture vulture. Is this the underbelly of clout chasing? Now. That's the the whole thing is about exploitation, right? It's about exploitation and credit, and like, uh, like what the point is of you doing what you're doing, right? So some people look at like noisy documentaries, and they're like, all right, is this exploitative or is this dope? I watched a noisy documentary about detroit hip-hop not one mention of dilla at all in the whole thing and that could just be like yo dilla doesn't have the same resonance as resonance as he did like five years ago or that could just them purposely telling a very subjective side of the hip-hop story there and ignoring the things that don't fit into their narrative and at what point does that become exploitative and another and it kind of seems like you're just selling you're doing the same thing that people are trying to do like nwa like you're trying to sell people a lifestyle that they're never going to have to live and they can live safely like through their tv screen and through their music when you're listening to the no jumper podcast like what's your end goal are you trying to tell somebody's story or are you trying to like sell the flash of it this is dope i'm doing dope shit like you're not gonna be like me like what's the point of it what's the impetus behind it you know at the end of the day there's rules to this shit if you're a journalist, there are rules and ethics that you have to follow when you're interviewing somebody, when you're talking to somebody, when you're trying to present them as a, a subject to the viewer. Adam, academics, aside from their like affiliations with the business, violate those. You know, if you're taking money to put somebody on, as is like kind of du jour in the industry now, you know, $150 for a post or you know, let me write up about you for for seventy five dollars or, you know, whatever the money is that goes under the table. That does not make you a journalist. They're using that title that gets them in to go to all the events that a real journalist would want to go to and cover accurately. They get to talk to the stars and have these careers that violate the fact that they're not being objective. You know, you're not holding someone's feet to the fire because you're friends with them at the end of the day. And you're violating those codes and you shouldn't be considered a journalist, but you're reaping all the benefits of those. So I think that's a big detriment, whether you're a culture vulture or a clout chaser or whatever, you're still not playing, playing the game fairly. And you're using loopholes to like get yourself this stardom that you can't even hold on to. Because if you remember, like when, when Vic Mensa came on Everyday Struggle, yeah. you know, that's like a that's a big card check. That's like. You know, I see you in the street and I smacked you. What are you going to do now? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to offer final thoughts. Can you want to go first? Don't listen to Lord Jamar. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he says anything of worth at this point anymore. Shout out to Grand Poobah and Sadat X. Y'all are awesome. Also, 
you when you want to accuse somebody of being a culture vulture or a clout chaser, you need to ask yourself one: Why are they doing this? Are they doing this because they have a genuine affinity for somebody else's culture, or are they doing this so they can somehow raise their own status with no regard to the people that they are exploiting? So when I meet, when I talk to some of my friends and they're genuine otaku, I don't think they're being exploitative or culture vultures of Japanese culture. I just think that they are people that enjoy a different type of media. So just be careful when you're using this culture vulture uh, label and you're throwing it on people and just really think about it. You know what? If we disagree on what that is, that's perfectly fine. Just make sure you have a conversation about it first. Great. Milton? I don't think clout chasing is inherently bad. It's more a product of people trying to get attention in a place like on the internet where everything's vying for the same attention. So there needs to be an escalation of the thing that you do for people to get the eyes on you. Being a culture vulture, most contexts, not good. You're doing a thing profiting off of a culture that you have no interest in and have no interest in uh, progressing other than making money from it, in my opinion. The people that are being exploited for that have a choice to make. They can continue to work with those people or go about it a different way. Boost Riley got snubbed. Even though he didn't have a campaign, I just wanted to say that because I like the movie a lot. Oh, that was such a fire movie. Wait, what movie? Sorry to bother you. Oh, ah. Um, in terms of clout chasing and, and culture vulture, I think they're generational crimes. Is that like too dramatic to say? Oh, that's fine. Speak right. on it, King. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they they do direct harm to the listener. And they make it hard for the artists to proliferate with their talents if they're actually talented and have to fall victim to a 360 deal or if they end up having to be aligned with an artist who says, hey, let's sign up to be Bloods because that will get us better marketing. Yo. Um, <laughs> I do also <laughs> believe <laughs> that, um, you know, you also run into these sort of like pitfalls and traps in any industry there's always the good with the bad so as we're in this year of manifestation 2019 we try to keep it positive and keep it you know sunshiny and all try those to keep the vibrations high yeah and i'm hoping that you know we can all do that and keep the culture vultures and the clout chasers on the peripheral because i like my timeline to be full of cool stuff and that's not really how i want to spend my year watching Stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, it's a back Trey Ray hit six nine with the with the Jada Kiss line. You know that rappers get better promotion. Okay. <laughs> I ain't going there. When I did research on this topic, I was listening to a lot of people's opinions on others, and I don't know. It would be silly of me to believe that there aren't people who don't have the best intention that are only in it for the fame for the money or or for the quote-unquote clout but i would implore anyone to maintain some type of integrity but if that's who you are i would hope that more people in the culture who feel responsible for hip-hop are interested in uh, having those those conversations and not simply whispering about it because they do want to maintain those relationships and if we are allowing people uh 
who are quote unquote culture vultures to continue to succeed in hip hop and so is in some way all of us responsible for it. That's a wrap for this episode. Kavito, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. We are so happy to have you. Hopefully this isn't the last time. You know, I you know, I had a really good time. Everybody was live, you know. Wanna send out some shout outs if I could to uh Brooklyn and you know, Wakandan Trap House and you know, the people back home, you know, AK Rowdy Rowdy three three oh, you know. We not winning the championship, so don't get mad at LeBron for the next few years. Yeah, fuck um, the Lakers. Oh yeah, I agree. I am not a oh, Lakers okay. fan at all. I'm oh, just he's from my you were from the same hospital, you oh, know. Like Oh, okay, no problem. Where can our audience find you? Uh you know, I have a, a music discovery uh, platform called Kevito says that I run through my socials. So it's at Kevito Clark on Instagram and Twitter. And then I have a weekly newsletter that I blast out every Tuesday that you can subscribe to on those platforms as well. I have a question. Sure. Do you offer cloud packages? How do I get in? <laughs> <laughs> no, unfortunately, I, I like my ethics. So, you know, I, I wish I could give you a deal, but you, know, you just got to make dope music all his socials and, and his website will be available in the synopsis of this episode so definitely check it out but we are interested in your opinion uh if you're listening to us and you want to call a an alleged culture vulture or cloud chaser out feel free check us out on our socials at hkl podcast we're on twitter instagram and now on facebook we have a facebook page also check out our benefactors website classic material ny.com that he got some heat for the spring carlos got some heat uh and he also has pillows <laughs> so for everybody that has failed cuffing season you have something to snuggle up to <laughs> <laughs> is it a body pillow no, no damn it's not a body pillow in fact, it's, you know, some of them are like, uh, like a little throw. classic, classic albums. So uh, if you want to snuggle up against Reasonable Doubt or Illmatic. I'm not snuggling Illmatic. Oh, I agree. Because <laughs> fuck <Yeah>. Nas. <laughs> Why? Whoa. Wait, fuck what? Nas. What? Is like, this oh, not yeah, something I have the, not oh, yeah, said true, before? True, 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 true. That's, that's well, you thought energy. I was like, no, not fuck Nas. And on that note, we know y'all got to live this hard, not life. But we hope y'all make it look easy. Until next time. Peace.